0: Opinion line on Courts 96 FM. Last year, um, I spoke with Rebecca Saunders. Um, Rebecca is the mother of a little girl called Clarissa. And Clarissa was only three when she was murdered by her father at Audley Cove near Ballydehob in West Cork in March of 2013. And it was a horrific tragedy. I remember covering it. At the time, Martin and Clarissa were buried together in the one coffin. But as time went on, the the truth of what had happened on that terrible night, well, when it emerged, it was even more awful than what we thought had happened. Martin McCarthy had been planning his daughter's murder and planning to take his own life because his wife, Rebecca, had asked him, for a divorce. And that's as it sat for a while. A number of years ago then, um, I was talking to someone who now emerges to be a bu- mutual friend of both myself and Rebecca Saunders. We were met casually and she said to me, someday, she said, the story will emerge. And it did. Now, last year, there was a major podcast feature and a sizable article published in The Examiner um, written and compiled by Liz Dunphy and that was called Clarissa, A Life Stolen which featured an extensive interview with Rebecca telling the story and then Rebecca spoke to me on the opinion line at the time from her home in Texas and uh, about that and we've stayed in contact uh, over the last 12 or more months Um, and early last Friday morning June 3rd Rebecca uh, was here in Cork and she watched as the coffin in which her little girl had been buried with her father, she watched as that coffin was exhumed from the grave in West Cork. Now, Martin McCarthy has been reinterred. But next week, Clarissa will go home to Texas with her mum. And it's the end of a very, very long and arduous road and a happy end to that long and arduous road and as she prepares to make that journey home with her daughter I've been speaking once again to Rebecca Saunders Rebecca when we spoke last, it would be March of 21 you told me you were determined to take Clarissa home to Texas with you you also knew though it would be a really really difficult process how do you feel now that you'll actually be able to do it next week?
1: I um, I mean, it's almost overwhelmingly emotional, but at the same time, it's just, it's a dream come true after nine years of thinking that I could never, could never really be reunited with her remains to finally have that dream come true and, and have worked so hard and gotten the help of so many people to make that a reality. It's just, it's a big sense of peace to finally be able to, you know, really, really tomorrow, um, to have her near with me and have her remains close to me and just not feel like I abandoned her and, um, move to another country without her.
0: When we talked before, you said that almost from the moment she was buried, and you allowed her to be buried with Martin. You did so because you were overwhelmed with shock. You'd you regretted it straight away, but you felt, I think, for a long time that there was nothing you could do about it. Isn't that right?
1: I really didn't think so, because I just didn't think that exhumations were done in Ireland, and the the advice that I was given, they didn't make it at all seem like it was possible. And I think the reason why is just they thought that there would be roadblocks from the authorities and roadblocks from people objecting to me exhuming clarissa and they they didn't want to give me any kind of false sense of hope i think
0: talk me through the process it was quite difficult to achieve
1: so um well first of all i i um i kind of i was reached out to after the podcast that the irish examiner put on and the long newspaper article by a woman in dublin who was trying to exhume a stillborn baby of hers and um she reached out to me and i well she reached out to the journalist who wrote the story liz dumphy and liz then put her on with me and she told me that it actually was not as complicated as she thought and so she walked me through her process and and then um pretty much after the article i just had so many people telling me that it's not as impossible as i thought it was to exhume and so then i contacted court county council and i asked i asked uh, tried to find the person to ask for the application form Um, and then I was contacted by the Claire Burns show. And after the big overwhelming support that I got from everyone who watched that show and listened to your interview, PJ and, and Liz's podcast, I mean, I just, the, how, how kind the support was and how quickly it came in. It just, it kind of gave me the courage to push through. So I filled out the application form and, um, The council had other forms that there were requiring me to fill out and really it was, um, I'm not going to take you through all the the jigs and reels of the detailed process, but, um, I, I will not give anybody any false assumptions that it was a straight road. It was not. And the council, honestly, the council did not make it easy. Mm. Court County council did not make it easy at all. The, Complications of exhuming Clarissa and then separating her yeah from the person that she was buried with certainly through a difficulty in that process yes. so I know that the council had never had a request like this before and so they they did not make it easy I finally got in contact with senior management on the council and uh, gentleman Tom Lombard I think out of Kinsale
0: Tim Lombard, yeah
1: he he was extremely helpful in uh, in finally helping me out in the end, um, but really where the um, where everything came into place is finally when the council told me that I would require a pathologist mm. because we were kind of going back and forth with the undertaker that I used and um, and then the county council thought that I needed a pathologist and so I reached out to. Um, the coroner for Cork Southwest. And he put me in touch with actually a forensic anthropologist by the name of Dr. Renee Gappert, who's, um, who is in Bray. Mm. He is an extremely helpful man. And I, I honestly, he kind of brought everything together in his expertise. So once I had him on board with my team and, um, a report that he laid out for the council, that's when finally after, uh, after about a year, the council gave me the license.
0: So he was the man, Doctor, and he was the man who performed the very intricate separation, yeah?
1: He did. He did. And he, um, you know, he he's extremely professional and he's dealt with the legacy cases and cases during the Troubles. And um, just his expertise is is really what made the... I guess more difficult task of separation happen.
0: Now the exhumation took place just before sunrise. Um, you were there to to see it happen, and I know that's that's deeply personal, Rebecca. But that just being there in that moment, saying, "How was that like?"
1: It was extremely nerve wracking. Again, um, you know, we excuse me started at about four o'clock in the morning, just uh at the graveyard in skull and they were setting up the fences and putting up the tarp and um an extremely professional and uh dedicated group of of people that were working to uh to help me bring my my little girl home Mm. and just the sun was rising and and i think as soon as they got to the level that the coffin was the sun came out and it was just really a beautiful day, but it certainly was nerve wracking. And, um, you know, being in that graveyard again, it certainly wasn't easy because you're not really sure how successful everything is going to be. And just mm. after nine years, you're really,
0: Had you, had you're you somebody hoping. with you to take care of you or are you on your own?
1: No, no, no. I wasn't on my own at all. I had wonderful friends there with me Good. and, um, uh, we had, guard a presence which was wonderful because they they were on overtime at that stage but they kindly uh had been there for us just in case um in case anything went wrong but thankfully nothing did and and it took from about four o'clock and uh they uh the original coffin was put into a shell coffin and that was loaded onto a a van at about 10 to 8 in the morning so I mean it, it really didn't take that much time but it still kind of felt like time was standing still again and it felt like like you were waiting you were waiting for eternity just to to have her come back up
0: you're probably standing there in the morning sunshine going is this really happening
1: Oh, we, we asked ourselves that quite a few times, you know, was everything finally happening after the 14 months that we had actively worked trying to bring her home. And I'm never mind the time before that, that I thought that this could never happen, but I've, you know, I've been not only have I been helped out by the public and the Irish people and people from Cork and people from all over the country who, has no, have known me, might not have known me, might not have known Clarissa but have been touched by my story and just I've had many, many guardian angels, PJ hmm. that I would not have been able to bring Clarissa home. I wouldn't have been able to go on this journey if it weren't for them and I can't tell you what that means to me.
0: You've arranged a little cremation ceremony for Clarissa and very touching you're going to erect a little plaque down at, at Audley Cove because even though it's where she died she loved it
1: well she did that was her home that was that was where we went almost every nice day that we could and she just she loved um, she loved picking up the little rocks and throwing them in the water and I don't I don't I know that she won't be forgotten here but I don't want there to be nothing that people can you know I want there to be something that people can come to and remember her and I want just a little memorial to her and I really can't think of a better place to put it. And I know, you know, for me, for, for a lot of people, or Cove is going to be very hard Mm. to have a memento for her, but I do think that that's where
0: she would want it.
1: So hopefully that's going to, hopefully that's going to be ready by before I have to leave on Saturday.
0: Were you surprised Rebecca, I know we've talked about this, that people have come out to help you all the way. Were you surprised by how willing people were to help?
1: Well I think in the early days when when you're overtaken by grief after just traumatic events happening to you, you tend to withdraw into yourself and feel very alone and I think it's it's hard to put yourself out there and ask for help and ask for support but then once i did and once once kind of i started speaking out again and and uh liz reached out and we we put together the podcast and she wrote the article you know i i just i kind of felt like i was seen again like i was heard again and that really nobody had forgotten about Clarissa. Nobody had forgotten about me. And, and, um, it was just a matter of, of speaking out. So that feeling of loneliness, it broke very quickly, but you had to have the initial, uh, you had to have the initial crack, I guess, first. And that was, uh, that was the initial, um, article and podcast that Liz did. And then after speaking on your show the first time and, and the Claire Burns show, I mean, after that, you know, this kind of just took off.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So Texas is home now for you and home for Clarissa. Do you think you'll, you'll visit Cork again soon?
1: I don't think soon, but I think that when my two girls grow up, if they want to see where their sister was born and where their sister lived her life. I I would bring them back, but I don't I don't think that I could visit here mm. again after at least not soon.
0: How old are you they know? now? I do
1: have my uh, my middle child is has just turned 3 and then the baby will turn 2 next month.
0: Okay. So it'll be quite some time and you it know it, it's very hard to blame you. It's very hard to blame you.
1: But I know that I have so many doors open to me here.
0: You have made many friends in this county. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I recall Rebecca attending the funeral. I was a journalist and I was assigned to attend the funeral. And I remember standing, looking up the church at your bereft face. And just wondering what you were going through. And I personally am so thrilled for you that you have brought it to this point now, that you could take your little girl home with you. Thank you. Is there anybody in particular that you wanted to to mention that has been helpful to you?
1: I mean, there's there's certainly a number more people, and I really don't know if... um if they want their names mentioned, but, um, I just, I have, a a very wonderful group of friends. Um, and just every single person who's who've not only contributed financially, but just giving me their thoughts and their hopes and their prayers. And, you know, I, I can't, I can't thank everyone enough. I really can't from the bottom of my heart from, from just people who've given me emails and, um, donations and just just retweeted and it really helped me but i i um i really don't want to mention names yes. cuz i know that anonymity is extremely important to some people and i don't want to step on any toes but i do as as i'm as i'm trying to um meet up with everybody while i'm here i do want to invite people to a celebration that we're having um in cork city this friday the 10th um i really i don't want to have a second funeral and i know that a lot of people would like to pay their respects to clarissa um you know and just and just join in this happy moment and i want i want it to be a celebration and so um a wonderful friend of mine has helped me arrange um an evening at bodegas bar in cork city at 6 p.m this friday the 10th and so i'm just i'm just inviting anybody who wants to be there to come and it would be wonderful to meet you and thank whoever you are in person just for the for the love that i've been shown the love that clarice has been shown and helping me this far um and i'm also hoping that you're going to be there pj
0: well we've never met up to now but i look forward to meeting you on friday and thank you for that
1: I don't know how I can ever repay anybody who's helped me because I, I I finally have my little girl close to me, and I, it's just, it's such a feeling of peace that I never thought that I would get. And people speak about closure, and I think this is about as close as I'm, I'm going to get, and that's okay.
0: It it sure is, Rebecca. Thank you for speaking with me. I'm so pleased for you.
1: Thank you, PJ, and thank you for taking the time to speak with me.
0: Quartz 96 FM When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS.